Är er du glad i anger? Genom Acasts supportersystem kan du visa din stötte till mig. Det är er självklart helt upp till dig hur mycket du önskar och bidra med. Klick på länken i podcastbeskrivelsen för att stötta podcasten. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. När kändisa lägger ut som på Facebook och Instagram att eh, det är er en falsk profil här och där eh, som någon har upprättat i deras namn är det inte lite skryta? Jag gång jag ser det så tänker jag du skry, det du skryter ju egentligen av att någon har brukt tid på att lag en, profil, en falsk profil med det namn och det bilde och sånt. Det är er nog skryting där, jag vet inte om det är er snikskryt eller bara beint framskryt, men det är er i vart fall det enda jag hänt ut från det, det är er skryting. Så när någon gör det med mig eh, en gång i framtiden så ska jag lägga ut det och vara ärlig på att herre skryt. Ingen annan grund till det för att det är er utan en farlig då. Nej, akkurat det skjønner ikke jeg. Det er skrytt. Sivert Mo heter jeg. Velkommen til Anger. Ok, den episoden her er annerledes. Den er, eh, jeg kommer til å snakke engelsk, fordi jeg har eh, engelsk besök. Jeg snakker med ett engelsk menneske på, på Zoom. Så da eh, må praten gå på engelsk. Og det, det er sikkert ikke alle som liker det, men her er, her er ganske stort og eh, kult for mig og jeg håper at folk eh, får något ut av det. Eh, Charlie Steen er gjest i Anger i dag. Han er musiker og låtskriver i bandet Shame, han menar att anger kommer mer med åldern och att han kanske fortsatt är er för ung till att ha ett närt förhåll till det men att både anger och skam är er där för en grund. Vi snackar bland annat om Shames nya album Drunk Tank Pink och hur frustrerandes och antiklimatisk det är er och inte kunna spela låtan live för det förtjänar virkelig låtan och har varit i fullständig lockdown mer eller mindre sedan mars 2020. De store forventningene til et andre album efter suksessen med det første Og det å endelig forstå hvorfor folk skriver om kjærlighetssorg Da går jeg over til engelsk Jeg var usikker på om jeg skulle gjøre introen på engelsk Jeg prøvde, men jeg synes det var litt for, for klent Å sette alene og snakke engelsk Det er, det er enklere å måtte snakke engelsk Når jeg snakker til någon som snakker engelsk uh, Det er, altså det, praten var ikke så länge fordi at dette her er en fyr som må gjøre mange sånne type intervjuer. 
eh, hvor det liksom går lite på löpande band och men jag är er så förbannad glad för att jag fick lov att bra på mann. Så här är er väldigt fint för mig. Och det blev en kurslig prat, så om det blev lite sån mot chapp mot lite. Så här er praten med mig och Charlie Stin. Nu startar vi. I used to ask my guests first how they are doing. So I'm going to ask you that. How are you? Very good, mate. Very good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, it's different, but I mean, uh, we're in totally different places in this pandemic as well. So I'm, uh, I'm, um, I really want to hear how how it's how it is in the UK. Well, I mean, it's pretty shit in the UK. We're in full lockdown over here. Um, yeah. With no idea when we're going to come out. So everything's closed apart from shops, um, uh, like supermarkets to get food at and stuff like that. But everything else is closed. Um, I don't know, like, you know, luckily today the sun's out a bit, but it'd be very cold and dark and rainy. Nothing yeah. in comparison yeah. to Norway, I'm sure, but, you know. No, I mean, uh, in, I'm, I live in Oslo, and that's the, we have the strictest restrictions uh, in the country. But, I mean, uh, apart from, I mean, in the UK, everything has been closed basically from the start, haven't it? Yeah, I mean, there have been periods where over the whole pandemic, the pubs opened and closed a few times and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's all done in tears over here and stuff. And uh, But nobody really knows what the fuck is going on. No, right. Uh, but you managed to release an album. Uh, and thank you for that. Uh, I have really enjoyed uh, Drunk Tank Pink. Thank you very much, mate. I, th- I think it's absolutely brilliant. And... Uh, I've been listening to it nonstop since the release. Uh, how's it been to release an album in these dark times? You know what? It was really, it was, it was chat. It's a, it's a massive challenge, but it was really fucking good. It was just so good to get it out there, and also, you know, even though you can't play live gigs, there's so many other things you've got to do. So it keeps you busy, and it's just like a really large form of release. You know what I mean? To finally have it out there and to see the reactions and stuff like that. So it's been really good. It felt like the right time. Was it planned the whole time to be released uh, in 2021? Or, uh... No, it was supposed to be released in September 2020, but the pandemic hit and we didn't have the artwork, we didn't have the music videos, and we just didn't want to rush the release of a record that we spent a long time writing. And you've been in Norway recording? Yeah, we were over in uh, Simon Tickner, who used to own the Queen's Head, which was the pub that we started at um has lived there for five years now i think and so i've been over a few times and like whenever we go to oslo we go over and see him but yeah he's got a studio the betty fjord clinic and um yeah we went over there and did some writing back in november and then the rest of the guys were there for a week and i ended up staying for a month what were you doing uh apart from did you record something or yeah we were just writing ideas um yeah and just sort of playing and sort of being together again. You know, it's difficult when you're in London because you're kind of separated. So it's just good to be like, you know, back together. Yeah. Um, when when I listen to the album, uh, I mean, uh, when I've, I've been listening to it the whole, uh, I mean, yeah, it's been on repeat, as I said. And 
the thing about this record, I feel like it's continued to grow on me and I still discover new things uh, in the songs. Is that something you intentionally work on with the songs? That I mean, it's so layered and yeah, I mean, we, surprising. We definitely, like, we definitely delved into the songs and really worked hard on writing them. And I think there are a lot of different parts and a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. So that's really kind of you to say. It's always nice to, you know, to hear something different the second time. But there's just a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the songs. Yeah, it is. Uh, but how would you put this lyrically? Uh, because uh, with songs of praise, uh, you showed so much honesty and empathy, but a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor as well. Uh, that was something that stood out for me, at least. And I can find, I can still find plenty of that in in this record as well. But uh, there is also a lot of isolation uh, in it. It had nothing to do with it the pandemic. To do with the pandemic, no. No, but these lyrics, I guess, were more like a diary. It was sort of, you know, just like me learning to enjoy my own company, to summarise it. Um, but yeah, I guess there's always going to be that humour there. Humour is such, you know, such an important tool. It's always so good to use, and it's true to myself. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, writing it was different. There wasn't so much like taking inspiration. It was more just sort of quite personal, this one. Yeah. But the isolation part... Uh... It can, it kind of it suits really well now then uh, with the pandemic. But uh, where the where comes the inspiration from behind the themes and I think it started kind of just in my bedroom. We came off tour and we'd been touring so much, and then we stopped. And I moved into this old nursing home in Peckham. And there was a washing machine room, and I made it into my bedroom, and um, and that was the first time I kind of had privacy and in years, and you know I didn't have any more distractions. You know, there was obviously a period of time where I was going to the pub every night and stuff like that, but you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And a lot of things were just coming to the forefront of my mind whenever I went to sleep and I was having sort of really bad dreams and really vivid dreams and having a problem sleeping. And uh, I think this album is just kind of like me confronting myself, you know, which obviously is weird now because it might resonate with a few more people because of the pandemic. Yeah. How does that feel? Do, do you get many messages from people relating to the lyrics and the themes um yeah i mean it's interesting what people pick out i think like born and Luton has been a sort of has been really well received and a lot of people sort of liking the lyrics and that in the chorus um but yeah it's always interesting but yeah. you know stuff like isolation and heartbreak and optimism and stuff it doesn't matter the context they're universal you know yeah I also I read uh, in an interview with you uh, that you'd gone through a breakup uh, before working on this record, and uh, that you that you write about those things in uh, songs like "Human for a Minute" and "Snow Day" on this record, and um, and you also said that you you've been joking around about uh, that you never wanted to write about heartbreak and and that kind of stuff um because everybody does that uh but when you went through it you finally understood ah that's why uh was that yeah kind of definitely i mean i never wanted to write about that when i was like 18 or whatever but i'd never experienced it and then when you do it's just all that you can fucking write about i just wanted to always be do you know what i mean and whatever i write i just wanted to be honest um and this is what was on my mind. And so it was very honest in that sense. It was a challenge in itself to do something that personal. 
Yeah, and the the title, uh, Drunk Tank Pink, I read that it came from a collar used in holding cells. Yeah, so it was um, a collar in the 1960s that when they were trying to fight the high, high rate of violence in the drug war pandemic, this guy called Baker Miller came forward um, and said he'd come up with a solution to it, and it was a certain shade of pink which he then called Baker Miller Pink, and they put it into prisons and schoolrooms and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and sorry. And uh, it was coincidentally, the room that I lived in in that nursing home, the final thing I did to it was paint it entirely pink. Yeah. Um, so it was a weird thing, you know, it dealt with the same themes of the subconscious and, and repressing anger and having to confront yourself. Yeah, and the color, the color was meant to be calming. Yeah, it's meant to be calming, and um, you know, I painted it pink because I was in—I called it the wound because I was in my mum's stomach for ten months. Yeah, but um, you know, it was only after we wrote and recorded the record that I found out about Baker Miller Pink, and it all just kind of seemed to tie together. Yeah, I've heard about. Uh, green color in uh, in prisons but i never heard about the pink color yeah well green is green is supposed to be the most calming color yeah uh, that's why like watching football like you know and stuff and sport is so um you know you have green backgrounds you know people play on green on grass and green pitches at wimbledon and wembley and stuff like that um but you know Yeah, I just think color is quite interesting. Color also deals with perception, which is a lot of what this record about. You know, like how we relate color, like is to our own context. Like, you know, in Norway and the UK and stuff like that, we'd say, "Oh, it's white like snow." Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas in other areas of the world, like maybe in Africa, there would be sort of a different expression of it. You know, white like sand. Yeah, uh, but I, I I saw you play in Tromsø. In 2018, in Norway. Oh, jokes! That was absolutely fantastic to watch you. Um, how much do you miss it? <laughs> so fucking, so fucking much. Yeah. With everything, you know, it's the most, you know, it's such a different form of release than anything else you can get in life. Um, and it's just the traveling as well. Do you know what I mean? We've been so sort of, you know, locked off from everything for so long, and everyone has. Um, But yeah, you know, but you just have to, you can't really think about that, you know, you just have to sort of move forward. Yeah. But do you like, do you, is there a glimmer of hope in the, the near future? I fucking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it can't get much worse. No, it can't. Also, as I said, when I watched you live uh, at Bukta uh, in Tromsø, it was absolutely amazing uh seeing the energy and feeling the energy from from an amazing record that i love songs of praise uh seeing that live uh, yeah how how is it to release an album then uh, without being without yeah when you can't play it it's difficult it's really fucking hard you know you just got to think about all these other things you can do we did like a 12 hour live stream you know and You know, it's it's fucking tricky, you know. But you just get, like I said, you just got a fucking, you know, got lemons, try and make fucking, I don't know, fucking, try and put some in the key tequila or something. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you want to make the best of 
that situation. Yeah. What are you doing then now? These times? I'm about to hop in my jacuzzi and then I'll go for a drive in my Rolls Royce later. And <laughs> no, I'm just making a coffee in my flat. Um, yeah. You know, I'll probably, it's Friday, so I'll have a few drinks later. It's been quite a long week. But, you know, I'm reading, watching TV, watching The Sopranos, reading James Baldwin. Okay, there's still lots of stuff to do. You know, we need to get back to writing, which we will be doing very shortly. Have you started The Sopranos again? No, I've never seen it before. You've never so seen can, it? No, I started it twice. I watched the first season twice, but we were touring at the time. And so I'd come back and I'd try and pick up where I left off. But I couldn't remember what had happened before. Yeah. So yeah. now I've been able, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, you like it? I fucking love it. it must oh, be good. I mean, you're actually really lucky that you haven't seen it because it's... Yeah, I feel that. I feel yeah, it's I one of the best series. Uh, but you've been busy. I mean, you, yeah, you talked about the the stream that you had. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It was yeah. So it was we a did a twelve hour stream from our, our, our record offices. It was only us there. I did a painting. We did like uh, fucking Eddie did this like hot wings challenge, and then we just like spoke to. We put like fans on and stuff like that. And we had chats with Phoebe Bridges and. The Murder Capital and uh, Geordie from Black Midi and Eamon from The Chaps and uh, Kai from Folly Group. Just loads of people. It's really, you know, it's actually really fun. You could just engage and interact with people. Yeah, I really, I want to hear more about the record. Is there anything that you you want to say about it? Um, just, I think we're all very proud of it. I think, you know, there's just, uh, there's confidence on it and... Um, You know, I think I'm just, I just I think I'm really happy with it, really proud of it, and just can't wait to play the songs live. I understand that. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, uh, this podcast is uh, is about regret in some ways. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I have to ask you this question uh, because I have to. Uh, what's your relationship with regret? I don't know what my relationship. I don't feel I've lived lived enough yet to have. Do you know what I mean? I don't. There were there were things that kept me up at night, but they weren't regrets. They were more just sort of sorrows. Um, you know, I, to live in regret is to live in the past, isn't it? I, I wouldn't really want to do that. Um, 
And you know, always, you know what I mean? They're think, you know, regrets are, you know, unstoppable forces. It's just like, oh, if only I'd, you know, got on that plane and, you know, I would have gotten home and wouldn't be stuck in an airport. 15 hours, that's a weird example to use. But, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Or like, if only I'd have spoken to that person in the pub, you know, could have, but I don't really get, do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like, I don't, Definitely have other things, but I don't know about regrets. I just sort of think more like, you know, I don't think what could I have done differently. I think what can I do now? You don't dwell uh, on things or just... No, I mean, if that's one thing that this this pandemic has taught me is it's just kind of like, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't change something. You know what I mean? They're just going to happen. Life. Say la vie. Yeah. Life yeah. happens. But uh, but you said sorrows. Uh, is that something that you you spend time with? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think so. I think you know. I definitely have the tendency to overthink, but what I'm trying to do is is not do that. You know, I just want to. You know, I think if this, you know, the pandemic, I just want to appreciate things. You know, going for walks or chatting to your mates or, you know, and that's what I want to do now. Just sort of, you know, I think. You know, there's there's so much negativity at the moment. It's also easy, so easy to fall into that trap that I just don't want to do that. Yeah, um, you know, and it's hard. It's a battle, isn't it? You know, but um, I don't know. I guess my sorrows, my sorrows are, are short lived. I would hope. Uh, and then you know, that's nice. there's always going to be one thing. Do you know what I mean? I what well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just try and think about what I can do differently in the future. I guess. Yeah. But what about um I I always talk about regrets uh, sister and she's called shame which is uh, fittingly here um uh, what's your relationship with shame as an There emotion is no life without shame no <laughs> in in so many ways yeah i don't know i mean like shame is human isn't it it's it's it's, it's a human very big part of all of our lives I'm sure you know uh, you know if you met a person who's without shame they're, they're probably going to fucking end up in prison you know yeah. <laughs> or in some Netflix documentary yeah the, it's the most uh, dangerous people it's the persons who like say they 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 have no shame mm. because you have to have some shame uh But but it can be overwhelming sometimes as well as well. Yeah, but sh uh, shame is uh, is a feeling that you you can relate more to than regret. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But you know, it's a uh... yeah. But do you think that regret has something to do with age? That that it it comes more when you when you get older. Yeah, because it's reflective, isn't it, regret? Yeah. Know? Shame can be instantaneous. Or uh, it can be presumed that it's going to happen. Whereas mm -hmm. regrets are... You can say, oh, I might regret this, you know, so maybe in that sense you can sort of live it in the future. But 
But you know, what I mean, it's 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 like it's like what are regrets? You know, what I mean, is it like when you wake up and you got to go to work and you're like, fucking hell, I shouldn't have stayed up till four in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Or is it like, if only I'd have told you know that girl I loved her before she married that guy? Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> certain things will happen at stages in your life. I'm sure. Is it like, you know, why didn't I? Why didn't I learn a language? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? You know. Yeah, but but in these times, uh, I I write songs uh, myself. But are, are you the, are you the type that uh, gets more most inspiration from like darker periods, or how how do you write songs? I don't know. I mean, you know, the rest of the band writes the songs and then I do the lyrics. And I guess it's sort of like, I always think, you know, I, I haven't, uh, you know, so far it's been, there's quite a lot of stuff to sort of like inspire, you know, uh, it just depends whether you want to be internal or external. Yeah. It's a big option. But, but after the first record, was it, Was it pressure to to write more or? Uh, yeah, how? yeah. I, I think after the first record, I think you just sort of you've been away for so long, you haven't written for so long that you kind of it's that teething period. So you know, in that sense, it is it is it is I guess a bit more difficult because you're trying to sort of work out what you want to say a bit, but you've got more confidence because you've been doing it for longer, so you're kind of aided by that. Yeah. Do you feel that you that you got better at it? Um. I would like to think so, doing it for five years. <laughs> But I guess people are the judge of that. I'm sure, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's. I'm sure some people say it isn't and, you know, there's that joy and, you know, like it's 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 different, do you know what I mean? Like not every gig is going to be the same. And But you're just sort of more aware. It's, it's why those sort of like, you know, the grassroots shows are so important because you learn how to deal when the mic doesn't work halfway through a song or a guitar gets unplugged or somebody breaks a string or the drumstick breaks, you know what I mean? Like all of those things are working out. So in that regard, you're more confident because you know what to do in those situations when you're live. And musically, the bands have been playing, you know, 300 shows. So they were just a lot more capable of their instruments, confident. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get better when doing it so much. But also, yeah, but about the live things, are you missing uh, the boring parts as well, like sound checks or? I don't think you ever miss those. Well, yeah, some, you know, not always this up, but, you know, some, you know, it's, it's not what I think of when I think of boring, but that is no. such a large part of it, which is the irony. What about like, um, I mean, when you write your lyrics, where where does it... Are you like the type that sits down and think now I'm gonna write something, or does it like show up in your But, mind? Or, or triple waves. You know, sometimes I hear them playing something, I'll come up with an idea. Then sometimes I'll sit down and I'll write something, and then other times I might, you know, after a few drinks, you know, just start writing. Then completely depends. Or you're watching a TV show and you like something, and you read an article and you write something. You know what I mean? But I guess it you you need to sort of look for something in some ways. But a lot of the time. You know, it happens quite naturally. Yeah. Do you have like your notes on your phone? Is that full of lyrics? I do use my phone if I'm out and about, like if I'm on the bus or whatever. But any other situation, I've got all my notebooks. Yeah. You actually physically write it. Yeah. Does that feel better? Like, is it more? 
I don't know if it feels better, but it's good to use vote. You know, on your phone, I guess it's like it's like you know, it's it's like when it's handwritten, I guess you can look at it more, but when it's on a phone, I guess you can try around different words easier without it all becoming scribbles and messy. Yeah. I don't really know, you know. It's 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 each their own. But a little bit about regret again, that you I mean it feels good, uh, but it or it sounds good to not have it. I mean I have a lot of regrets. Uh and I use way too much time on it. I don't know if I don't have regrets, but you know no. what I mean? Like I'm human, but <laughs> yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd say, like you said earlier, I'm probably more, I probably feel closer towards shame than I do regret. Yeah. But is it some, can you take something from shame or regret in a positive way? Yeah, of course. It's the only way, you know, it's the reason they're there. You know, yeah. the easy. You know, like I think the large ways they're there is to sort of halt you, but in so many ways they can progress you. You know, it's uh, they're exposing, and anything exposing is usually quite hard because it's, you know, it might be based around reality, and it's very easy to live in your imagination. But um, you know, I think if you're sort of aware of them and you just try and progress, then you know they're they're, they're necessary. They're all necessary. Yeah. I see that we run out of time now, Charlie, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, again, I absolutely love the new album, Drunk Tank Pink, and I can't wait to see you live again. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much for taking the time, mate. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for buying the record and getting the ticket. Really, really, really appreciate that, honestly, and for listening to the record. Next time I'm in Norway, whether or not it's you know, we're playing shows, I'll, I'll come and hit you up. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Wicked. I'll speak to you in a bit, mate. Yeah, thank you. Have a lovely day, brother. Bye. You too. Okay. That was me and Charlie. No one's going to talk more English. I'm sorry if you're still listening for English talking. Now I'm going to go over to talking Norwegian again because that's what I do. En kjempefin kort prat med mig och Charlie. Jag vill säga tusen tack till först vill jag säga tack till Markus Utestru som är gitarrist i bandet som fick en hade en connection med någon jag hade sett att Shame var i studio här och där en gång för jul i Norge att han var i studio som vi så vitt snackade om och så sa jag det shit går han att få tak i få tak i dem då och så gick det lite sån där fram och tillbaka så då vill jag säga si, tack till Markus först väldigt glad i det Tusen och tack till Karl August Eriksson som var i studio med dem och fick fick satt mig i kontakt med Charlie. vi har alltså jag är er så glad i det bandet här så det att ha fått snacka med han och vi jävla hyggelig jävla hygglig fyr och det att få gjort såna ting det det er då jag ser på mode värdien med internet och då skönnar när man liksom får tak i så fine folk och liksom över över dammen. Nej, jag blir väldigt Nej, jag blir väldigt glad. Jag är er glad för att ha fått gjort det och 
anbefaler virkelig att høre Drunk Tank Pinky-plata, og den første hvis du ikke har hørt det, hvis du ikke har hørt Shame, så må du det. Det må du. Hvis du har lyst til være en av de kule bakerst i bussen, som säger sånn, ja, jeg sett med beina i sätet fordi jeg er fast lytter av Anger, da abonnerer du selvfølgelig det du hører på Anger, og så blir jeg kjempeglad hvis du ger mig masse stjerner og omtaler og sånne ting. Jeg blir kjempeglad når jeg leser sånne ting. Og så fan jeg lenge siden jeg sagt at altså, Anger er jo selvfølgelig på Instagram og Facebook, der jeg legger ut bilder og video kvar uke der, så det må jo folk gå og sjekke ut hvis man har lyst til det. Mye fine bilder og videos. Og ja, send en mail, send en mail eller melding hvis du lurer på noe. Gjør det. Gjør det da. Vi høres. Hej. Producerat av Klinge. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.